T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning Roast. Featuring the almost finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> the pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. Yeah, you listening to 95.7 The Game, The Morning Roast. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Good morning to everybody out there. Drive safely on the roadways. Good morning to everybody getting off the graveyard shift. The overnight dancers, the students, the cops, the firefighters, you know it. Everybody out there, Spadoni, Big John, and of course you, Shasky. He's back. Congrats to all the Doobie Award winners yesterday. That was a lot of fun. But let's talk some basketball. The Warriors take on the Pelicans just today, 5.30. I almost said this morning, but 5.30 p.m., the earliest start time at home since 2008, a national television game. But still, you can watch us on NBC Sports Bay Area. Fitz Buki, the whole crew will be there for pre- and post-game live. And Anthony Slater will be in the building as well. Uh, before we get to Slater, just want to say shout-out to YouTube and Twitch, brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. The smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process and a Comcast business tax line. Uh, Anthony Slater, our 95-7 game insider, does a tremendous job at the Athletic. Just exceptional work, and he's been all over this situation um, with Draymond Green as he ramps his way back up. Warriors, they just need to win to get the 3-4 and four to 7-game homestand at the Toronto game. Let's start there before we get into Draymond Green. That Toronto performance in the first half, excluding 2019, because we know how bad that season was, Anthony. Was that as bad as a half have you seen for the go to state Warriors under Steve Kerr? I don't know. I might go like second half Sacramento this year, right? You know, blowing the lead. I mean, there's been some yeah. really bad second half. Right. Um, just, you know, this season. But uh, Down 27 at the half? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty bad, you know, now that you put it at 27. <laughs> uh, you know, how about the first quarter from the Kings yesterday? They were down like 18 to the Pistons. I, I did so, but, they scored 47 against them. <laughs> yeah. There's been some bad ones, but I do think, like, context always matters, right? And just, like, considering where this season was, where this homestand was, uh, that was as surprising of a no-show. Especially for a team, by the way, this season, they've mentioned it. They don't really get blown out. They do not blow anybody out. But right. They don't typically get blown out. How loud were the boos in the arena? Because I was getting mic'd up and I was locked in on the halftime show. How loud were the boos there Sunday when they walked into the locker room at halftime? On one to like where the Eagles fans are probably at for their home team right now, it was probably like a like a four. Like okay. it wasn't like just raining down, uh, you know, right? Fire everybody, but it was like, oh wow, they're booing in here, which you you hadn't heard. Like the, yeah. it was audible boos. So, what'd you make of Draymond Green's podcast and Draymond Green's appearance uh, at a podium yesterday? 
Um, you know, I thought it was it was very long. Uh, I think it was thirty seven <laughs> minutes, and it was about six seven questions. So you can imagine, like the answers were very drawn out, um, which is fine. It was good. Um, I think the my two takeaways are he did take a level of like responsibility on where this season has cratered to, right? You know, talking about trying to get back, saying like I've cost this team enough. He mentioned the funny thing with Pajemski, like trying to give him a standing ovation in film, like a welcome back. And he's like, I'm not sure anybody should be giving me a standing ovation right now. Um, but also, the thing, the, my biggest takeaway as far as like moving forward, um, you know, the league is like, the league just wants him to stop like flagrant foul twoing people, right? right. Like, just no more hitting people. The Warriors are like, no more anything, like, no more distractions, no more talking to refs. Like, you need to get back and like, it needs to be all about winning and it can't be about, you know, Draymond's referred to it as the antics. Well, that includes like, can he really like just stay out of like the technicals, stay out of all that? Like to me, that'll be that'll show a lot in the first few weeks. Like, is he fully back, fully invested in trying to make this thing work? I don't know if you got a chance to hear on Willard and Dibs yesterday uh, in the afternoon. We had Steve Kerr on, and he said this. I want you to listen to this quote, and then you can react to it. Uh, here's Steve Kerr yesterday with Willard and Dibs. It's a big part of it, and we've talked about it. Can he walk that line? Can he still play with fire and energy but leave the officials alone? That's the challenge. It's going to be a big challenge, but um, we're going to ask him to do that. We need that so that we can focus on the game. His teammates need that so that we can focus on all of the little details that are eluding us right now, that are keeping us from being a consistent team. So that's what we're asking him. Do you think he can do that? We'll see. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, the night in Phoenix, if you actually go back to his press conference in Phoenix, which is most remembered for his, like, apology to Nurkic and just, like, that whole situation, uh, he mentioned that night he had been lately trying to stay off the refs because he was, like, this was already an objective of his. And uh, he would say, if you go look at, like, maybe the five, six games prior to the Nurkic club, whatever you want to call it, like he'd been really good and locked in and like not focused on the referee. Um, so can he do it? I think he can. I think he can for a stretch, but we're not talking about a stretch, right? We're talking about like a few months, a potential playoff run, heated environments, you know, times in the game where, where the lead is slipping away. Uh, that's where they need him not to do it. You guys remember the, the, you know, I mentioned that second half in Sacramento. Part of that collapse in the second half in Sacramento was, remember how obsessed he got with the yeah, Malik yeah. on yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is, I think, like the example that Steve Kerr is like referring to, where part of the collapse in that game was like Draymond just got so unfocused on the action, you know, charged the arena up fully, committed some fouls, went over to the bench, was arguing with assistants, had to go to the back. And like it was just part of, you know, them completely losing focus on the game. And um, that happens when leads are slipping and, and, and they can't have any of that. Do I think he can do it for a while? Yes. For the entire season. We'll see. (laughs) Anthony Slater here on the morning roast on 95, seven, a game Our 95, seven, a game insider does a great job for the athletic. So Steve Uh, Carl's, you know, he's talking about the crisis of Draymond green and his career is at a crisis or whatnot. What does that even look like? What does that mean? Like if he pulls another act, the warriors can possibly move him and will they be able to do with the contract? Cause I don't even know what that means. Cause he has another three years left on the deal, Anthony. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's as in much like referring to the Warriors. Where, where obviously, sure, like the deadline's coming up, it's not completely impossible that, that that something goes down. But I think more the league, right? Like, right. He's 
They just went from five game to indefinite. On honestly, I thought the second foul was not as bad as the. I don't. I thought Gobert was worse than Nurkic. Would you guys agree? Yes. I, yeah. I mean, they're both bad. So but on a yeah, Draymond the, scale. Yeah, choking. Yeah. You know, nine second choke hole going from the three point line to in front of the Warriors bench. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little worse than the Nurkic. Uh, you know, flail. Um, but my point is. The Nurkic suspension was much stiffer than the Gobert one, right? Mm-hmm. So the league is basically saying, like, this is like a step ladder towards, like, you could do something that maybe not even as bad as the Nurkic, but it might be, like, rest of the season. Like, what, what do you all think he, the league's going to do the next time he has? Remainder you know, of the season. Yeah. So when, when we talk about, like, career being online, to me, that's it, right? Like, what might the league do if these acts continue? All right, I'll actually give you another example. Sabonis in the playoffs last year, right? He, got to, right? he gets one game for that. What if that exact situation played out in game one of or game two of a first round series this year? What's the league doing now? I don't think it's one game. Yeah, I think it's a series, maybe the playoffs. I was maybe say you playoffs. know, you know, he's done until he till next season. So, well, it, it, especially remember, it's not even just the Sabonis stuff. Remember that he like was like yelling Fired at up the, the crowd, crowd. He was, yeah. like doing the it's WWE the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. and Adam Silver's in the building. Yeah, like. That type of stuff, like, if you start doing that to the league again, yeah, you know, that's why they say career on the line, right? Yep. And he did that against Cleveland this year on a Saturday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers at Chase Center where he got ejected. So it, it's all bad. Something else that's all bad is Andrew Wiggins. And I don't know what the hell's going on with him. He looks lost. He looks like he's not as strong as he used to be. He looks a little frail. What? I mean, they Steve Kerr punted on the – He go ahead. Did you hear when I asked? Steve about Andrew yesterday? I may have missed it. I was so caught up in Draymond Green I, I, that I may have missed that. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily expect you to hurt, but I thought it was interesting. So he like basically made it clear like he can't really play Wiggins and Kaminga together. I did I did see that, Anthony. I yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I followed up after, you know, like, hey, look, Wiggins was minus 29 last game. He was, you know, whatever it was, it wasn't good against Detroit. Um, you know, kind of all the lineup combinations right now, like if you look at the metrics over the season, are not good with him. Like, you know, how sustainable is it? Or, you know, however I worded it. And he basically said he wants to wash the last two games away. And he made a pretty full-throated defense of, like, look at the 15 games prior to the last two of Andrew Wiggins. He's trending well. He's playing well. It, it was like, I'm going to stick with him, at least in the rotation. Uh, so, I mean, whatever that means. But he was like, go. He was like, go look at the last 15 games. Go look at the stats. It's been better. I'm like... You know, he was okay, but I don't right. know. I thought that part was interesting. You think he gets moved? I think uh, if you had to pin me down and say, like, who's most likely, I would probably say Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, I'm curious. It's in, when he signs the, the four-year deal uh, extension last, uh, you know, whatever it was, last uh, offseason, um, it was considered, like, one of the more team-friendly deals in the league, right? You know, guy just coming off um, being a, a huge part of a title, is signed to a team friendly like twenty five ish million a year with the cap going way up, and he's a three and D like plug and play wing anywhere you put him. Now, obviously, that has not been the case this year, but it's still like if if you still view Andrew Wiggins, if you're the Indiana Pacers, if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm naming them because they're particularly the Cavs teams that need starting small forwards. It's what they really lack. Um, if you think he could get back to himself, he's a really good option there at a, at a really reasonable price. So I, I do think. There's maybe teams that would view that as a, as a tradable, you know, at least trade for contract. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the big thing right now is like the Wiggins Kaminga thing. If we think that needs to get broken up, and if they're saying we cannot play them together, I think it seems pretty obvious the one that that they should probably choose at this point, right? Who is it? 
I mean, just Kaminga with he's cheap the next couple of years. He's playing better right now. Uh, and if you get off the Wiggins money, that can basically flip into Kaminga money two years down the road, right? As you try to like reset your books, you look at the age, you look at the trend of where their careers are going. Um, I mean, does it, does that not seem like the obvious choice? I, no, I mean, me and Bonte are you know obviously. Uh, signing with Kaminga in this particular situation. It's just, I, I guess the bigger question, and we've been kind of kicking it around the last 45 minutes or so, and I'll pose it to you. If I took championship off the table, what would constitute success for the Golden State Warriors this year? Is it, you know, rearranging the deck so that you have optionality, flexibility in the offseason? Is it trying to get a clear distinction on who Kaminga is or Pajemski or any of those guys? Is it, you know, make the core feel good about themselves? How are you quantifying and measuring success for this year if I took championship off the table? Yeah, the way it's been termed to me, and I mean, this is this is more of like a, you know, hey, what, what are they going to do at the trade deadline? It's just figuring out who can play around Steph Curry and like how they should rearrange around Steph Curry. Maybe if you go out and get players, get players you think can play with Steph Curry, see if they can uh, over the, over the next few months, because the reality is like they still intend to be a Steph Curry team ecosystem the next few years. And that makes sense, right? I mean, even though he's had a slump lately, he's still considered a, a top five, top 10 player, you know, and I'm being generous. Um, so, build around him. The plan is to still build around him and to build around him, you need to build a smart team around him. So I think, you know, you mentioned Kaminga, like I think they've discovered he can be a Steph Curry player, right? right. I mean, he's been in the starting lineup with him for now, what, 13 games or mm-hmm. so. Like it's gone well, you know, Steph needs downhill attacking, yep. you know, rim pressure. I think we've seen that. So I think it's a lot of that. Just, just how do you want to rebuild and reset this thing around Steph? Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. Anthony Slater, our 957 The Game Insider here on The Roast. Um, so getting Steph going here is going to be difficult. Obviously, you don't have Draymond Green. You have Wiggins in the slump. Clay's doing his thing. I think Clay's been solid for the most part for 23, 25 games. He had a little mini three-game slump, but it seems like he busted out of that. But how do you get Steph going here against these longer, more athletic defenders? We've seen Scotty Barnes. We're going to see Herb Jones tonight. We're going to see Trey Murphy the third. How do they get Steph Curry going at this age against these longer, better defenders who are more athletic than Steph? Well, you, I mean, you mentioned Draymond. I mean, get, getting him back will, like, really help, right? Yeah. And I don't think he's that far away, right? He's not going to play tonight. He's pushing, you know, for this to just be, like, a kind of a weak ramp-up. I think you'll see him uh, probably on the road trip at some point. Um, so that will help. Uh, beyond that, I mean – He's also just got to hit shots. Like, I right. agree, like, you know, but the other night, how many, you know, makeable shots out of yeah. those nine threes did he just miss? Uh, so I think there's some of that. It's, it's tough, though, because there's such a burden on him. I mean, Steve Kerr talked about it yesterday. I mean, it's, it's, there's understandable fatigue that, that goes into this. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's like the age-old question. Do you put him on the ball more? Do you run more high pick and roll? I mean, certainly the lineup combinations matter. Um, maybe just getting more floor spacing out there with him, getting Moody out there a bit more. Saric, um, with Kaminga as like a downhill guy. If Wiggins isn't hitting his shots, do you just wipe him away from any Steph minutes? Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's, that's what they're trying to solve, right? Right, right. Um, Kaminga, Kerr. That whole beef squash where Kaminga comes out after the Denver Nuggets game, they blow an 18-point lead in the last 651. Kaminga doesn't play the last 18 minutes. Is that all done, or is that is there something still lingering there with Kaminga and Steve Kerr? Well, I think this month will be telling. Like, you know, how trusting will Steve Kerr be of Jonathan Kaminga? How many minutes does he get as Draymond Green 
slides back into the fold and maybe, you know, take, Draymond's taking minutes away from somebody. Yeah. Some people. Who's that going to be? You know, can, do they decide to keep Kaminga in the starting lineup when Draymond comes back? Is it a Kaminga Draymond 4 5 or is it Draymond at the 4? Well, you know, Draymond may come off the bench to start, but over when this team is fully set, do they view it as a Kaminga Draymond 4 5 or a Draymond Trace Jackson Davis, Draymond Looney 4 5? I think that'll matter. Uh, and if. Kaminga, I think over the next month, what what does Kaminga want? I think we all know, right? He wants to be viewed and played as like a thirty minute per night, no matter what, like mm-hmm. bona fide like puzzle piece, mm-hmm. like big puzzle piece on a team. If it is going to be with the Warriors, I think he's content, right? I mean, he's made that clear. He said uh, the other day, "I love it here," and I think he he loves it here if he's a big part of here. Uh, right. But if he's not, I mean. He wants to be that somewhere. He's got extension eligibility coming up. He's he's twenty one, twenty two, and 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 where I would agree with him, like I think he's ready for that. Yeah. I think he's ready to be a thirty two minute a night player every single night on somebody's team. If it is with the Warriors, I think he's happy. If it's not, he might not be. All right, Anthony. We'll see you a little later. Get some rest, man. Early start, man. So weird, huh? Five thirty start on the Wednesday. Very weird. I mean, they're doing it because it's all national TV. Right. Here, the early game. There's two West games on ESPN mm-hmm. tonight. But it's still it's very strange. And my, like, how many people are going to be in their seats at tip-off tonight? Oh, man, that's tough. It's like the NBA Finals, right, with those 6 p.m. starts uh, during the week, man. Uh, a little and, bit more motivation for an NBA Finals yeah. game. Well, the, should the Warriors be motivated just to win a home game? They've already lost 10 home games. Hey, I expect the, I expect the Warriors to be very motivated tonight. Do I expect <laughs> the fan base to be motivated to be in their seat at tip? I don't know. The, hey, the one thing I will say about tonight, the Pelicans are the sixth seed right now. I know. I know. And the Warriors obviously are where they are. But if, if the Warriors win tonight, they're only three losses away from the Pelicans. And that's what I look at the loss column. So it's packed down there. And these games start starting to become big games. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. By the way, we'll talk to you about the Dolphins next week. We'll see if they can brave the cold in Kansas City. Oh, we're talking about the Dolphins' second-round opponent next week. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did he, you did guarantee you win against Buffalo. I told you. Take Buffalo into two and a half. Um, we'll see you later, Anthony. Good stuff as always. All right, Anthony Slater, our 95-7 game insider here. Real quick, quick aside, Shasky, because Anthony said a lot there. So remember the whole quarterback doc? With uh, the quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota. And everybody said, oh, my God, look how Kirk Cousins stole everybody's hearts in America. And I was like, dude, the biggest takeaway is Patrick Mahomes is a badass. That should be your takeaway. Well, Netflix is creating a new NBA documentary series modeled after its NFL quarterback show. The first five players chosen for the first season of the project. Okay. LeBron James. (laughs) Of course. Jason Tatum. can Can I pause? Is LeBron James' company doing this? It's Netflix. I know, but it's oh, his company. Oh, but I don't, know, I don't know if it is. James okay, Ryan reported it. So, LeBron James. Tatum. Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Okay. Anthony Edwards. Oh. <laughs> and last but not least. <laughs> John Kaminga. Demonis Abonis. Oh, no. He'll be this year's Kirk Cousins? <laughs> He'll be the Kirk Cousins. Oh my God! Look how Sabonis stole his hearts. He's so much better than his father. That's a good, I, I think that's those are good five good people. To Anthony Edwards is going to be really good. It's going to be really good. Well, Jimmy Butler is going to be good. They're all at different points in their career. Right. I, I, that's very interesting. I like it. I do like it. That's I like that. So LeBron is so his uh, Spring Hill Company alongside uh, Peyton Manning. Call that? Did I not call oh that? Gosh. Well, it's a couple other people. Oh, Omaha. Peyton Manning runs it. it too because Peyton Manning was their architect behind the quarterback. Omaha one, right? Productions. There was yes. Yeah. Peyton Manning did yeah. that, and then Barack Obama's Higher Ground Productions as well. Oh, Barack's got a company, mm-hmm. too? Damn. 
Must be nice to be rich. Of course, rich. LeBron's producing it. Do you not like that? Is there a problem? Well, problem? He's going to doctor Here's it what up. I would say: is that when your production company is the one doing the editing and the production and everything, it's it's not that it's straight up propaganda, but it's through your prism. Like I get it. I don't know. I. I guess it's the only way you're going to get a look inside of LeBron James. Like I, I get that. It's just it's so obvious. I don't blame him. I don't think blame him. I sound like a hater. It's huh? going to be propaganda. It's going to doctor it all up. Well, like for like the Jordan doc, for example, the Jordan doc, he had all the final editing say, or right. whatever. But it was done by another company, right? Right. And so, yeah, Jordan had a lot of influence on it, and he's going to make it look like you know he did it. Uh, the Derek Jeter doc, we know the guy that ended up, you know, producing the entire right. thing. He had final editing say. That's how you get these guys access. That's how you get them to say something because they know that hey, you're going to have my back when it comes to the the, the editing right. floor um, and and stuff being left off that I don't want in there. But that's why I love the OJ doc so much. Like the OJ right. doc was so good. Which one? The, 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 the ten 30. part series yeah, by yeah, yeah. ESPN. Thirty for thirty. Because OJ had great. really no part. That was unbelievable. Of it, you know what I mean? I need to go back and watch. It's that. one of the greatest pieces of yeah. Oh, it was of art. history I've ever seen. It was. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Art. It was Incredible. unbelievable. The dude took his best friend's girlfriend. Everybody, rode up to his best friend's house with his best friend's girl. was like, yeah, she's my girl now. It, what a dirty dude. It, what a dirty guy incredible. OJ is. It, it, it's Not to mention everything else has happened. Listen to the offspring. Now look, Steph, now to be fair, Steph did his uh, underrated doc, and I'm sure yep. that it was Steph Curry's production company right. with Steph Curry having full editing control. That's how you get access to Steph. Yeah. You know? So, I just, I, again, I guess I would say that maybe my eye is a little more discerning and I understand what I'm getting. Yeah. Taylor Fry, I like this. The What's step it? doc highlighted Bonte's motivational speech to get carried out of his slump. You're sitting 25% in a month in January. Steph, I'm talking directly to you. Well, Steph, I want you to hear this right now because I know you're up, you're early, you get up and early with the kids. Hi, Steph. Hi, Steph. How you doing? Hey, uh, you should bring back, book. bring back About Last Night on HBO. I really loved it. Anna and I binge watched it. It was a great dating show. I liked it a lot. I did. I truly did. I thought that uh, you guys would be watching simultaneously 90 Day Fiance. No, or I, I'd leave the room. Love Island. I love. I leave the room. I don't watch that. She gets mad at me. Maybe She's like, you don't watch stuff. Was like, it Below Deck, Under Deck, yeah, whatever it's called? I don't watch that. 
But a oh, step. Captain Lee's so dope, though. Come yeah, on, my wife back. loves that show. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch it. I'm all about sports, uh, especially during this time. I was watching the Bruce Mahoney game on my phone, then I flipped over to Lakers Raptors. <laughs> the Lakers? The Lakers. I wanted to watch the new look Raptors. And trust me, we got something about the Lakers. The Lakers. That that was <laughs> okay. You know, not even gonna just gonna play the sound from the Toronto Raptors head coach coming up on the other side. But I want Steph Curry to hear this. Hey, Steph. Just like the underrated doc. Hey, Steph, man. You know I love you. The last seven games, you're averaging 22 points per game, which is great. Those are all-star numbers. But you're only shooting 37% from the floor and 30 from three. 31% from three. Hey, Steph, you're struggling right now. You're in a slump. It is what it is, Steph. Last seven games have been rough. So I know a security guard, Yusuf, I hope you're listening to. Clip this. Give it to Steph. I expect a 50-burger tonight. Or maybe a 40-burger. Which is maybe a win. Are you calling your shot? Steph's going to have a good game tonight. He's ready to roll. So, Bonte has now reached the Joe Namath portion of his career, and he's going to be calling shots. Mink coat? Nah, he's going to come in. You'll see the outfit. You'll see the outfit. No, I meant you wearing the mink oh, coat. Oh, no, I don't have a mink shot. I don't have Finger a up in the toe. Yeah, no, no, Steph no, 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 no. Tonight. And by the way, Joe Namath should have never been named MVP for that Super Bowl, should have been Max Schnell. All right, that's that's criminal that he got the Super Bowl MVP award. He's never Super heard Bowl of Fallout Boy, but he knows right. who the 1969 Super Bowl MVP yeah, absolutely. should be. He guaranteed it. He should get the Super Bowl. No, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't get the Super Bowl. If you write the check and you go in and cash it? No, he had a subpar game. Subpar game. And Joe Naiman threw more interceptions and touchdown passes over the course of his career. I could sit up here and say he's the most overrated quarterback of all time. But I won't do that. But the swag, Bonte. Okay, swagger, great. You got swagger. Awesome. Joe Broadway. Broadway Joe. Come on, man. But Steph, 30% from three the last seven games, man. <sighs> Telling you, he needs that secondary play. Let's let's continue it on the other side. All right. That's coming up. Brought to you by... I don't even know what I did with my paper. What was my paper? All right. It's brought to you by a Warriors Wednesday. That's right. Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. What up, Matt? A trusted name since 1922. Visit FreemansAppliance.com today. This is Clay Thompson, and you are listening to The Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. Oh, I didn't know if you played the rejoin. I'm sorry. I was just, who is this? Spinotti, who is this? Kind of Philadelphia-based uh, duo. Oh, Hollow Notes. Correct. I love Hollow Notes. I yeah, do like them. They're beefing right now, though. You know what their best song is? Rich girl. Yeah, rich girl. And you've gone too far. They got so many hitters. I there. can't go for that. I think. It's I can't girl. go for that. Is my one. Really? I can't go for that. Can you get that on? Mm-hmm. Spinotti? Sarah you feel good. Mac Dre did a remix. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Mac Dre did do the remix to it. That's how good this song is. I can't go for that. Go for that. This one gets me all the time. This one gets me in my feels. You start getting on a gas pedal, you're driving down the highway, all of a sudden you go from 50 to 60 to 70 to 80, and you're just cruising. You're just mobbing. Feels great. What are Hall & Oates beefing over? Uh, money. 
yeah, and of apparently course. Darren Hall saying, "Hey, <laughs> oh, damn, of course." Of course. <laughs> it always comes down to money, right? I wish you and I were so successful we could beef over money. <laughs> I know. I want to beef. We're over, over here so beefing bad. over crumbs. Yeah, I want to beef over. It's getting money. ugly too. Apparently, Darren Hall is like saying to John, "I was like, yeah, we were never really that close of friends. We were business partners." <laughs> oh, oh, wow. They hit the mic in the Mad Dog portion. Mad Dog. Oh my. Francesca's still doing stuff. Behind a paywall. Behind a paywall. While ripping Peacock in the NFL for putting stuff behind a paywall. Hilarious. By the way, before we get back to Draymond Green, because I do like your question, if you take the championship off the board, what equates to success for this season's Golden State Warriors? What is success for this Golden State Warriors? Line them up, 888-957-9570. Because I do love that question. What is success for the Warriors? Because I don't have an answer. There's so many variables. Is it moving off the big three? Is it moving off a curve? Is it moving off the youngsters? Like, what is success if you take championship off the board? So, and 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 we're going from the fan perspective. So let me ask right. you. Let's start at the top. What's Joe Lakeups like if he had to answer that question? Would he say oh I can't gosh. answer because I'm only about championships? Yeah, he would probably say. Okay, that. okay. So if I said Steve Kerr, what would Steve Kerr say? <sighs> I don't think Steve. I think Steve Kerr would echo Joe Lakeup. To be honest with you. Okay. And you you're you're probably right. The core, you think they would say the same thing? Yep. Okay. What about the rest of the guys on the roster? <sighs> I don't know, man. Like Sharich is probably uh, thinking to himself to Let's prove, get YouTube rolling again, folks. Let's get YouTube back on. To um, prove that I'm a I'm an NBA player. Yeah. Uh, that deserves a multi year deal. Yeah, I I mean, maybe. But maybe he came here for a championship, right? Did he come here to try to compete for a championship? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how the youngsters feel. Because, honestly, the youngsters have a championship, right? Moody and Kaminga? Well, I think that they want to be a part of their own they championship. Want, yeah, they want to have and, and their not fingerprints like Without over those guys, no but doubt. yeah, have, no doubt. have more of an impact. No doubt. No doubt. So I don't know what that means. I really don't. I really don't. How, the, how do the fans answer that? What do the fans want to see? What equates to success for the Golden State Warriors if you took the championship off the board? Is it just making the playoffs? Is it the second round of the playoffs? Is it the third round of the playoffs? And I do want to get to this great sound because we do have a referee problem. The officiates, the officials. And if you're Dan Dibley or Matthew Steinman, you probably want to turn off the radio. Oh, I'm so sick of hearing anybody cape up for officials. Stop it. Just, just They've been well, bad. They're, they're well compensated. No one goes to the games in a watch. referee shirt. Yeah, I'm nobody. so sick of hearing excuses for horrible officiating. If you were as bad as some of these officials are at their job, you'd be fired. Stop yeah. it. So They've got tenure. They, so the Lakers, they beat the Raptors 132-131. to 131. This was a really exciting game. The, the Lakers, Lakers! The Lakers outscored the Raptors 44-42 to 42 in the fourth quarter. And I felt like the fourth quarter, I decided, it's like, you know what, I'm going to stay up for this. I'm going to stay up for this. And it just stalled out. And I'm just thinking, like, dear God, why? Why, why, why? Why did I stay up for this? Well, I stayed up for it to hear a rant from the Toronto Raptors coach, Darko Ryacek. Right? Is that right? Ryacek? Ryakovich. Ryakovich? Well, Lakeford told us Ryacek. Ryakovich. Put that down for mispronunciation oh, gosh. of the year got, for already, next year. I already got two of them on the board. Ryakovich. Well, who's your other one? Well, the Japanese pitcher that you were afraid to because you don't want to be on a Mr. Was it uh, Shinto Imanaga? Imanaga. This guy had five nominations for mispronunciations. I had one, and I ended up with it. You know Jeez. you know that I will end up getting my I might go on there. Shota Imanaga. Yeah, Shota. I'll, I'll get Shota. mine in. You Shota. know. Who would I say? Shada? You Let's just think wait until Hufanga comes back. Uh, Hufanga? 
<laughs> that was a movie, joke. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to start calling guys by their first name or last name like I do with the starting lineup sometimes on Warriors pregame pregame live you get some of these European players oh they got Darko at the five Darko and them boys Darko and the boys Darko and them boys <laughs> like Alexei Post Tokashevsky for the longest time say oh they got Alexei back who's Alexei Bate oh I'm just going to leave that one alone when, when Shidavili was a warrior, everyone just called him Nico. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got Nico. Zarko Chabarkaba. <laughs> we got Nico. Let's call him Darko. Um, but the Lakers shot 36 free throws in the game, and the Raptors shot 13. In the fourth quarter, <laughs> Sacramento Kings fans can attest to this. The Lakers had 23 free throw tips to the Raptors, too. So th- <laughs> this is what I always hear from referees. And I know Dibs is somewhere going like, well, if you foul, it's a foul, it's a foul. Doc, if you're watching a game, and whether it's CYO, high school, college, whatever, and if you're shooting 23 free throws and it's a 12-minute quarter, you do the math. You tell me if that's a watchable product. Oh, mm-hmm. but Joe, they're hacking. Yeah, and there's a time to swallow the whistle mm-hmm. because you need to allow a little bit of flow. <laughs> I mean, come on. And so 23 free throws in the fourth quarter alone. Dude, and, and some of these fouls were just – they gave quickly his sixth foul and a flagrant one on the same play. He was driving <laughs> by Cam Reddish, and his elbow was out, but he, like, didn't do anything malicious. And it caught Cam Reddish on the chin and the lip, and they gave him a flagrant one. And it was like, what? They called R.J. Bear for a moving screen. Anthony Davis – was definitely trying to win an Academy Award on this play. And it knocked it wiped out a three pointer by, I believe, Scotty Barnes. And I'll just I just started laughing. And then I knew it wasn't just me, because the text start rolling in from my NBA buddies. Did you see that foul? The Lakers continue to get gifts. Well, here's Darko Ryakovich after the game. Check this out from my homegirl Kayla Gray of TSN. Kayla Gray was down here in the Bay Area. I love Kayla. She's Mrs. Canada. She does everything up there. Here's Darko Ryakovich. Three free throws in that fourth quarter. What did you? Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. Twenty-three free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like how to play the game. I all I understand uh, respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. Getting any explanations at all? That offensive foul, did you did you see like get any explanation? No, no, there is no explanation. They just they just come up there, they review what and they see what they want to see. They don't want to hear us what we got to say. They don't want to hear the players. They they they, they don't just want to protect us. Over again they got thirty six free throws, twenty three free throws in in the fourth quarter. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? How are we gonna supposed to play? 
Is this a, a one-off or do you feel this has been happening to your team a lot throughout this season? It's happening a lot, but I'm telling our guys, be professional, keep fighting, keep going for the next one. But until when? For how long? Darko Ryakovich. My new favorite coach. Hey, unbelievable. Did you see the, the video? I does it? the whole video. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've been very critical of Steve Kerr in the playoffs in particular over right. the lack of going at the officials over the physicality off ball on Clay and Steph. Right. And I I love that he's standing up for his guys. A, I love yeah. the passion. B, when he says, I've been holding back. Yep. I mean, he's been thinking about this for quite <laughs> yep. some time, and he's had enough. Mm -hmm. Here's the biggest issue with the disparity on free throws and things like that. And this is where... It, it drives me nuts. Well, Joe, that team hacks. Usually in a game, when you're watching the game, how many times do you see contact on one end of the floor, right. not called, and on the immediate next <laughs> possession, <laughs> yep. similar or less contact, way away from the ball, way away from the hoop, is called automatically. Yep. That's the problem with officiating. It's the consistency, and he referenced it multiple times yep. in his rant. It's the consistency. Yep. That's where people lose their minds. Kevin Cutler, Ben Taylor, Tyler Ricks were the officials last night. Ben Taylor has been called out by Fred Van Vliet. These guys are a joke. Ben Taylor is a joke. He's a joke. He's one of the worst. The fact that we know these guys' names, I keep saying it. They're they're the worst. They're the worst out of all the and I think even the college referees in the national championship game they called that hold on the Washington right tackle, which reversed a thirty-two yard play, which could have helped Washington tie that football game. The very next possession from Michigan, you see their right tackle clearly holding a Washington defensive end, but Michigan gets a big pass play to their tight end. It's like just be consistent, folks. They had twelve men on the field on one of those third downs, did not get called. So it's all across the leagues. Well, it's baseball, it's football, it's college football, it's high school football, it's high school basketball, it's the NBA. These officials are. Terrible! Terrible! And it's ruining the sport! 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. I'm sitting there. I got no dog in a fight. I just want to see a good basketball game on a Tuesday night in my bed. I don't care that it's the Lakers. They were balling. They were going back and forth. Scotty Barnes going to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis going to Scotty Barnes. LeBron James hit a three to tie it at 105 apiece. Crypto.com Arena was going crazy. I said, this is what I sign up for when I buy league pass. This is good NBA basketball. But the whistles had to start. The referees had to interject and had to make it about themselves. It happens over and over and over again. I'm so sick of this. Adam Silver, Roger Goodell, Rob Manfred, whoever runs the whole damn NCAA, I am tired of talking about the damn officials because they're ruining sports. They always make it about themselves. They're terrible, man. But, but here's the biggest problem with terrible. the officiating issue. It's never about one individual call in a game. It's the collective yes. incompetence throughout a game, and you see it building up and crescendoing. Do you oh, not? Oh, I see. It's I saw it yesterday. The it's always They're the same crews. The same crews over and over and over again. And I know it's a tough job. I know it's a difficult thing to do. These guys are athletic. We'll do something about it. Maybe we need four reps. Maybe we need four reps. One in each quarter as I turn off my microphone because I'm so angry talking about these jokers. I'm serious, man. Have four reps. What do we need to do to help you get better? What do we need to do? Because I'm tired of talking about them. And, and the worst part about it is when you're watching the games, when you see the official throw something where they have the worst angle of the other officials right. that are on the floor. I know. The guy, the guy being under the basket won't call it. The guy from the three-point line to call it from behind. So get these refs in each corner so they only have to run half the court. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, Maybe they can't keep up. But also, also the one thing that bothers me is that these referees, like if a player goes two for eleven, if a player goes three for sixteen, they got to go up to the podium yeah. and they got to yeah. talk. And if they don't go to the podium and talk after a bad game, then the media rips them. Oh, this player didn't show up after a bad game. Oh, what a jerk. Oh, what a sore loser. But these officials are allowed to make bad call after bad call. And Anthony Slater told us about a month ago as a pool reporter that they basically give him the questions to ask them. And they get to skate by and hide and not be held accountable and not be put on the podium to be asked these questions about why they made a call or we can't get an explanation. It's a joke. And I'm getting tired of it, man. People spend a lot of money to watch these players play, to watch top product. And who cares if that happened to the Lakers? It's not even about the Lakers at this point. It's about just being consistent. They screwed the Raptors last night. But you see it in, like, Sunday Night Football is a great example. And I referenced this earlier this week. Josh Allen runs for a first down. And it's very debatable on where the ball is, right? Mm -hmm. But then you see the line judge or whatever, the side official, comes flying in. I'm like, wait a minute. The guy with the worst point of view, looking through thousands of pounds Mm -hmm. of human flesh, is going to mark the ball clearly a yard and a half behind wherever we all see on television where Josh Allen is. I don't even know if he got the first down. But I know this. The spot of where you put the ball was clearly wrong. What? Yeah. And here's the thing. The Miami Dolphins were out of challenges late right. in that game right. because they had to challenge an incompetent right. play earlier in the <laughs> yeah, game. Exactly. And people are like, well, you can't waste your challenge. Yeah. But what if the referees are incompetent? Right. They are. And they are. And they are. And it's hard to defend. Last night, I don't I don't blame Darko Ryakovich for going off the way he did. He should defend it for his guys. They got screwed in L.A. And all those Raptor fans who stayed up that late at night, it's 10.30 on the East Coast when that game tipped off. And they're staying up till 1.30 to watch that happen to their team in the fourth quarter. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. We have to do better in these leagues. There's too much money invested in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, and the NBA for this to keep happening over and over and over again. I'm so tired of talking about the officials, but they make it about themselves, and they screw it up left and right. I don't want to hear about the old guard being gone. I don't want to hear about new roof. Get these guys up to speed, and let's go. All right? Let's go. There's too much money. There's too much gambling. There's too much on the line here. 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. It gets two, and you got to go back and watch some of these calls. I, mean, I, was, I was in bed like, oh, my God. I was like, I had to sit up in bed. It's like, oh, my God, did they really just call that? Well, I, I watch the Warriors every week. I'm watching one of the top <laughs> ten players. And I bet if we looked and we said average free throws per game, Steph, of all the guys considered for top 15 players ever, has to be the lowest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he has to have the least amount of double-digit free throw attempt games. Like, if, just go through the metrics. I watched Jonathan Kaminga. I'm not even here to say Jonathan Kaminga's a star. Jonathan Kaminga has not gotten a good whistle in the league <laughs> no, for three straight I know, years. I know. It's three straight years. I was watching from the tunnel the other three day. Three straight years. They missed a call on Steph. I forget what play it was. He just got up and looked around, and I see the red mark on the player, and he got fouled, and it's like play on. It's like what? What? So do better, officials. I'm glad, and you know, unfortunately, Darko's going to take a fine. He's going to take it like a $50,000 fine. But good for him for sticking up for Scotty Barnes. Good for him for sticking up for the league. And good for him for sticking up for Toronto. Because that's disgusting. And I'm, quite frankly, we're all tired of it as fans. That's why fans don't want to go to games. They don't want to spend top dollar. Because these doofuses with whistles don't know what the hell they're doing. And then they get to, Scott, they get to skate by, not say anything, not hold a presser. We can't touch him. We can't talk to him. Please. Referees are a joke. Let's go to Doug in Berkeley. Doug, what equates to success for the Golden State Warriors this season if I take championships <laughs> off the board? 
Hey, hey guys, good morning. Thanks hey, for taking my call. Hey, hey, good morning. Morning. Thanks for taking the call. First of all, uh, man eater, man eater for hauling oak. Oh, okay. okay. I can dig it. Come on. I mean, that's that, that, yeah. on that. Awesome. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, for the Warriors, um, you know, I'd like I'd like everybody to take a deep breath. I'd like Steve Kerr to take a deep breath. You know, he's taking guys out when we're rallying from behind. He's taking Kaminga out when he's hot. He's taking Clay out when he hits two or three in a row. I guess saving him for the fourth quarter. Steve, back up, take a chill pill. I believe that we're likely to finish with the same record, whether we play the veterans more or whether we play the young guys more. So let's play the young guys more. Let's develop them, okay? I think I think that gives us the best chance to honor Steph with another championship. Probably not this year, but if we have a complete roster next year of guys who are experienced, who know where to be, who know what position to be in, uh, I think we got a we got a good shot at it next year. And you remember all those really really bad years, okay? We've been blessed. We got to stay strong. We got to stay fans. We got to take a step back and chill. And I think I think that that's that's my my goal for the Warriors this year. Thanks for taking the call. Anytime, Doug. As the All Pro team has been slipped to me, the 2023-24 Players All Pro, the NFL Players Association All Pro team, and somehow, some way, Travis Kelsey made first team for a tight end. <laughs> what? George Kittle had a better season than Travis Kelsey. Well, Laporta. Sam Laporta had a better season than Travis Kelsey. Evan Ingram had a better season than Travis Kelsey. He had over 100 receptions this year. And we're going to give this to Travis Kelsey. Here you go. You brought Taylor Swift to the NFL, so let's make your first team all pro. It's just so many annoying things happening right now. Just, we, why, why, can't, why can't we get these simple things right? Yeah, Joker of Cleveland, you're right. Why can't we get the simple things right, Shasky, in sports? Uh, because I, I, do you want my honest to God opinion? We got all the cameras, all the technology. Yeah, yeah. Why? Okay, you get mad at me at times because I look at the media side eyed, right? Would you agree? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I don't get mad at that. This is not everyone. This is not everyone, but a large collection of loud voices are the last people I would ever want teaching my children how to play sports because they never played any sports growing up. They were really good at writing or they were really good at talking or whatever it was. They weren't really good at actually playing the game. And so to understand the fundamentals of each sport is very nuanced. It takes decades. decades. Like our good friend, Justin LeBaugh. How many hours has Justin LeBaugh been on a basketball court? Hours and hours and hours. Shout out to Steele LeBaugh, who helped win the Bruce Mahoney Trophy last night. He's a sophomore at Sandy Nations. Shout out to LeBaugh. B, B, I, I would go on, I bet, hundreds of thousands of hours yeah, no of doubt. this man's life. Adam DeCliso and Anthony and Max, they play there on the court Studying, all the time. Yeah. playing, coaching, analyzing, recruiting, you name it, right? Yep. So, like, the problem is, is that you have too many prominent voices that have influential power, and this isn't just a media thing. I'm saying within the fabric of right. these organizations that have never played and don't love the game at its core and are having major influence on how the games are either being adjudicated, yeah. played, voted on, supported. Tom Verducci's a great example. I'm sorry. Tom, I don't think you can play catch. <laughs> 
Damn. And this guy writes like he is the end-all, be-all of baseball. And yet if I gave him a catcher's glove, I don't think I would trust him to be able to get in the Damn. squat and catch the ball. You think I'm joking? Well, I wouldn't trust myself to get in the squat because my knees are bad. You think no, that doesn't mean that you can't have expertise. What I'm saying is, is that we are disproportionately giving too much to people who don't know enough yeah. and we're not allowing... I, but I don't know how the media has anything to do with the referees. That's an NBA Players I'm Association. I'm talking about voting and things like oh, that. Voting. Example, well, this is the Players Association you're, votes. You were talking about the AP, right? The NFL Players Association. This is who voted it's, for the All-Pro first team. This is NFL Players Association. I thought it was also media involved in that. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe the they're involved, well. too. Maybe the AP's involved. But I don't know how Travis Kelsey made first-team All-Pro tight end. I mean, like... Like a how? These aren't like the official ones, as you're saying, right. Jessica. Like the NFL will be posting the legit ones. Yes. Th those are from the media. So yeah, what are these those ones are from? from? These are from the Players Association. Well... The players, I mean. So this is not hasn't. I don't know where but you're I, going but off. You go where I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, but the I'm media hasn't done anything. The media is not voting for Travis Kelsey. I highly doubt the media is going to vote for Travis Kelsey. Well, they're not dummies. I mean, all right. I mean, be like this like, is the players. This is all the players. Uh, well, on this particular one, you're asking me just in general how we get the simple things wrong, and this is why I think. Well, we get the no, simple well, the simple wrong. things wrong in terms of making a call right, in terms of you know getting referees to make the right calls. That's not on the media. That's on the leagues. This is a league problem. Refereeing is a league problem, not a media problem. Okay, in a it's couple, a league problem. In a couple of weeks, they're going to all go into a room on a Saturday night before the Super Bowl, and we're going to find out whether Patrick Willis is a Hall of Famer or not. And it's a little absurd that a guy, I'm just using an example, someone in Buffalo yeah. who barely watched Patrick Willis is going to have a say on yeah. whether Patrick Willis belongs in the Hall of Fame. But yet his contemporaries, well, you know, Marshawn Lynch, Steven right. Jackson, guys who he played against and went to war against, have no vote whatsoever. Yeah, no, that's that, a joke. That part no, kills that, me. No, that's a joke. That's, no, that's where a I thought joke. you were going no, with No, that's this. a joke. That's a joke because the media has nothing to do with the officiating. Let's let's we can't blame the media for everything. I know that's what we want to do, but you can't blame them for everything. And I think the media does a good job of covering these sports. Now, whether or not you agree that could teach your son how to play catch, that's not their job. Their job is to cover the sport. Yeah, but I think it, it baked it. into a lot of the analysis and why we I think we've dumbed down some of the sports conversations is because we we can only like for example the NBA. I feel like there are loud, prominent voices who don't really understand basketball, and so the narrative has well, flipped from breaking down the X's and O's of the game to, and it's not everyone. I'm well, talking about loud, prominent voices. Well, I would say this about the NBA. A loud, prominent voice right now on ESPN is Kendrick Perkins. He played the game. Yeah, but I don't think his IQ of the actual game so, is that high. So I wouldn't consider him your typical media member. But Tim Legler did. He's a former Tim Legler did. And he's excellent. He, he's honest about it. And, but he doesn't get highlighted. Exactly. It's Kendrick Perkins. But Kendrick exactly. Perkins is exactly. a former player. Exactly. You know, we're not talking about the... You know, the media members are typical Tim Kawakami's or Marcus Thompson's. I think they're fair. I think Mike Mayoko's fair for the most part. I do. No, whether or not Sam Darnold has the most lively arm in the in the <laughs> history, you could debate that. But I think it's fair. Perkins is a clown. He's a player. Well, but, 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 a lot of these players are now getting these media jobs, and they're ruining it for uh, everybody. That, that I agree with. Those are players, Even guys Gil who played the game. Gilbert Arenas, I'm seeing him pop up on my timeline a lot. Gilbert needs and I, to chill. And I disagree with Gilbert a lot. I do, too. A lot. I do, too. And I, I think a too. lot of people do, and they're afraid to say anything because he comes at everyone. Right. I do, too. And he's a player. Who's now into the media landscape? So I think it's you know. And look, I'm not here to say that just because you played means you study and know. There are tons of professional athletes who have 
perfected their craft and don't know the history of their craft. There are a lot that do, though, and a lot that really do care. It, it's you, You've got to find the right voices. But, B, I do believe on a, on a superficial level what has happened is we, we serve a lot of these opinions to the massive audiences as opposed to the diehards. And a part of that is let's show Taylor Swift. Right. That's a producer because they know what. They're trying to cross over and get those fans, which you talk, you told but, me about. But why, you got to cross over. You no, got like the whole Nickelodeon thing, right? I don't watch Nickelodeon games. I don't care. I want to hear yeah. Romo or Nance or Charles Davis and Iron Eagle or Greg Olson who, and who in sports whoever. gets it right, right? Like if like if I were to just say the two or three best media things that are out there, I would put inside the NBA as one of those three. Oh, uh, Ernie Johnson and yeah. Barkley. And, so, they, and they don't always get it no, right. No, no, no. But, but what do they blend in there? You get the funny. You get the right. outlandish with Chuck. Where I don't the, think he watches that much. But, but you but get the they, honest opinions. But, and then you get what does Kenny Smith do? Goes Break to the down. Telestrator, yep. and he explains and coaches and teaches you something, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like too many times we're giving you all the hot takery and not the let me explain to exactly. you something. So like Stephen A. Smith. And I'll, God bless Stephen A. Smith's soul. He's good at what he does. He's yes. great at what he does. Yes, yes. But he should not be on my pregame show for an NBA game. Agreed. Mike Wilbon. Agreed. That time is gone. I, and agree. I respect Mike Wilbon as an African American who's opened up the doors for a lot of young black journalists. But he should not be on my NBA countdown show. I, I completely agree. You know, I give me Tim agree. Legler. Give me some players who knows the ex who knows what a game is all about. So one of my big issues with the NBC Sunday Night broadcast is that, dude, like. I, I, I don't like I like Tony Dungy as a person. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't teach me anything. Right. Jason Garrett doesn't say anything. I he think doesn't, Garrett's not bad. He doesn't I teach you anything. Right? Better. Like, why is the Peyton Manning cast really good? They blend the right. funny with the guests, and yep. then you're getting Peyton's brilliant, yep. beautiful mind on certain football yeah. plays. Somebody said Veggie Delight, and I agree with them. Matt what? Barnes is really good at this stuff. Oh, he's amazing on pregame. Matt Barnes, excellent. He is excellent. excellent. So, um, but but siftering through all the garbage to find a Matt Barnes right. is very difficult. It is very difficult. It's difficult in this day and age. It is very difficult. You know? And and you get a lot of players, you know, somebody saying J.J. Redick on a Comcast business text line. The problem I have with J.J. Redick is he went back and disrespected the games who, the players who paved the way for him. Yes. Like when he's talking about Bob Cousy playing against plumbers and Bob Cousy this, why would you disrespect the history of your own game? It, it, these guys paved the way for you. It was an unnecessary bombing on those guys. So a lot of I these agree. players who do that, they disrespect like Gilbert Arita says ah we don't talk about basketball in the 70s or 80s those guys were not good they didn't play good like stop dude so why do we all love Baldy every time I go out and about people are like I love Baldy right it's the number one because he's honest about his assessment and he loves the game that he played and he respects the game that he played the history of the yes. game and he realized I wouldn't be where I'm at without the game exactly and, people forget and he, that along the way and he and he tells you what you want to hear and sometimes what you don't want to hear yep. does the NBA or Major League Baseball have that a, uh, an equivalent to a Baldy, or Vlasco. I don't know. Doing, I don't know if baseball does it. I don't know no, if baseball does. I don't see anybody. But Harold I do like, Reynolds. I, at one point, no, was he that was guy? That guy but then at he one got, point, but then he got yes. you know he got into some trouble or whatnot. And Harold Reynolds was really good. I really liked Dontrell Willis, but he doesn't saw, do what Baldy does. I saw A Rod do something a couple oh, years ago. See, where you talk about tipping pitches yes. and how he knew a change when the changeup was coming or a fastball was coming. He said, "I never shared this before. Now I'll share it." A Rod is too cheesy he can be. 
is pretty damn good he, on television. He, he's really good on television. So when it comes to football, or you brought up Olaski, I think Olaski is getting better and better too. and better. But a lot of people don't respect him because they keep highlighting that play where he stepped out of the end zone for the yeah, safety. Yeah, but he's forgotten more about sports right. uh, in the or in football than, than, right. than any of us. JTL Sullivan, I think he's pretty damn good. He's at what he really does. good. I've obsessed over the JTL so, Sullivan videos. So I and, and here's the thing. I learn stuff from JT, and it doesn't mean every word that I see from him I agree with. Right. Because I have my own two eyes. Yep. But he's taught me a lot of things. Yep. Yep. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.